from KQED. From KQED News, I'm Andrea Kissick with Quest, our weekly series exploring Northern California's science and environment. Recently, in the hills just outside Napa, a group of high school students gathered for summer science camp. There were test tubes, volatile chemicals, pipettes. But as Amy Stannon reports, these weren't your typical campers. Hobie Wedler has always loved chemistry, but he says in high school, one of his teachers gave him some advice that was hard to dismiss. She told him he'd be better off studying something else, something more practical. She basically said you can never do chemistry as a career because you can't do labs. Wedler has been blind since birth, which can be an obstacle when you're trying to pour carbolic acid into a test tube or even just tell if a chemical reaction has taken place. You have to look at color changes. You have to look at when a reaction is bubbling. And you have to be observant, and apparently vision was the only way to observe things. What Wedler realized is that with a little help, he could do chemistry. In fact, he's starting a Ph.D. program in theoretical organic chemistry at UC Davis this fall. But first, there's something he wanted to do, a chemistry camp for blind kids, sponsored in part by the Lighthouse for the Blind, a San Francisco-based nonprofit. Each group member take a few whiffs and notice the smell changing and make any observations about the smell change. The idea is to show that chemistry isn't just a visual science, that many lab experiments can be done through touch or smell. Jimmy Kong, a sophomore from Santa Rosa, positions a fan behind a test tube so the fumes drift toward him. Smells like weak garlic. Ultimately, says Wedler, chemistry is like anything else. It's something you do with your brain. You know, nobody can see atoms. You guys are not looking at a nitrogen-nitrogen triple bond. And honestly, most reactions are clear. So there's no reason you can't think about chemistry. There probably wouldn't be a need for summer camps like this if not for a law passed in 1975 called the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act. The intentions were good. Disabled kids should be able to go to the same public schools as other kids. But in reality, it's meant that a lot of blind kids don't get the specialized help they need, especially in science class, says Mary Willis, a teacher blind since high school who came to volunteer at the camp. This is the first time some of these people have ever touched a test tube or a pipette or any of that. In classrooms with sighted kids, blind students often end up being the note takers or just sitting the whole thing out. Everybody else gets to participate and you have to just sit. That erodes confidence, that erodes self-esteem, and eventually you just give up. This issue of passivity, of giving up, is a very real threat for blind people, a group where unemployment hovers near 70%. And that fact really haunts some of these students, like 17-year-old Mary Church, who lives in Hollister. This camp was one of the few times in her life she'd ever spent in a group composed almost entirely of blind people. I'm really surprised that they haven't called me crybaby yet because I have broken down about school this weekend so many times. Living in a small town, the only blind kid in her class, Mary says school is a constant struggle. Textbooks aren't available in Braille when she needs them. Teachers routinely give her homework assignments that, as a blind person, she can't do. And when people try to help her, sometimes their efforts end up making her feel even more isolated, like her advanced biology teacher. I've tried to work with my teacher with this all year. Is that he wants to give extra credit to the students who work with me. What? That was Mary Willows, the teacher we heard from earlier. Yeah, it makes me feel pretty degraded because it feels like people are using me to get a better grade in class, and I'm just another student who's trying to learn, too. Chemistry camp isn't just about chemistry. It's about pushing through, and as a blind person in a sighted world, learning to pick your battles. 
Later that afternoon, I find Mary sitting next to Jimmy Kong, the 16-year-old from Santa Rosa. He's strumming a guitar in the dining hall. Jimmy says he knows Mary can be pretty sensitive. But um, i just not trying to sound like a jerk, you know. But it's just, you just got to deal with it. I don't really know what to say. It, I mean, it's just hard. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I get pretty I don't know. put off by some things people say because I'm really sensitive. But she says she's learning. You can't take all of everything people say to heart because sometimes people don't really mean what they say. It's just, unfortunately, it's just the way the world works. After lunch, back in the classroom, the students are going through a lesson about how acids and bases interact. So we added five squirts of the sodium hydroxide, and then we have one molar HCl. So how many squirts do you think it's going to take her before we're going to smell anything? Mary's been pretty quiet until now, but she figured this one out in her head, and she thinks she knows the answer. Probably 10, I don't know. Probably close to, maybe 10, right? Yeah. Five squirts later, the unmistakable smell of onion. Oh, I smell it now. Mary was right. Yeah, definitely. 10 is the magic number. As for what the future holds, Hobie Wedler, the organizer, plans to be a college chemistry professor. Mary Church is still trying to figure it out. For now, she's happy learning about chemistry, hanging out with her new friends, doing the kinds of things teenagers do. For Quest, I'm Amy Standen, KQED News. Support for Quest is provided by the S.D. Bechtel Jr. Foundation, the David B. Gold Foundation, and the Dirk and Charlene Cabsonell Foundation.